Welcome back to Suru's podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobin and the family traveled out east from Amritsar to Kartarpur in Dwabba. So the month of Vasak, following the celebrations of Vasakhi Mela in Amritsar. Last chapter ended with the wedding party's arrival in Kartarpur where they rested up. The bride side now called over the family. So chapter 7 now begins describing how such a massive celebration and roar expanded through the city. It was evening time now. Everybody was so happy getting ready for the wedding. Those who saw Guru Hargobind were in such bliss, receiving such great fortune from that site. So Premchand, the father of the bride, sent some food over to the groom's side camp. Everyone there at the camp of Guru Hargobind was so happy seeing this food. This is a tradition that Khatris do. It's called Bateri. Suraj Mal at that point mounted up on a fine steed with his younger brother Teg Bahadur behind him. Fireworks were going off. Everyone was gathering around in crowds to watch these fireworks. The fireworks were spun on this wheel which were shooting up fireworks into the sky with such great force. A massive clamor, an uproar could be heard. Cheers were flowing through the city. Such great blasts of light sparked up the sky. Premchand, the father of the bride, had brought great amounts of offerings, placing them down at the feet of Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind then picked up Premchand, who was bowing down while placing down these offerings. The Guru's mind had affectionately been absorbed into the traditions of the world. Premchand just became elated from touching the Guru's body. Such a love sprouted within his heart. All the good accumulated actions of his past lives had now come to fruition in this meeting, in this hug with Guru Hargobind. They brought the groom, Surajmal to the door of the house where they performed all the familial and cultural rites. Then they took him into the house where they saw countless plays and dramas, festivities. They called for some food. They had these very large torches and sprinklers lighting up the house. Drums and instruments were being played along the way as they were moving. Slowly, slowly they got there where there were thousands of people watching Surajmal and attended the festivities of the wedding party. They had a sandalwood seat there placed out, on top of which they had a white sheet, which with great respect, they seated Guru Hargobind on top. The rest of the family, the rest of the wedding party sat down in rows. Guru Hargobind amongst everybody there looked glorious like the moon amongst stars. The chef then came quickly, bringing out and distributing, serving the food out to everybody. They placed another seat in front of the Guru, which they placed all these delicious types of foods, the six flavors of foods were there. The skillful chef quickly then handed out the food to everybody else as well. The women of Kartarpur, they climbed on top of the rooftops of the house in great enthusiasm. First, they received the darshan, the divine sight of Guru Hargobind. They clasped their hands. They all bowed down into the direction of the Guru. And then with such bliss and excitement had come to their minds that they just began singing at that time. They knew it was unsuitable to swear at the Guru but they were just taken away by the excitement and the energy there of the festivities. So they began taking everybody's name there in the groom's party on the groom's side and began swearing at them, singing songs. These are called sirtaniya. They are humorous, lighthearted songs of ridicule. They've been sung by many today. The whole groom's side was happy with this. They were eating and laughing, hearing these songs and were increasing their enjoyment there within their heart. After being satisfied eating the food, they wash their hands. Then, in the dirty plates, they place some money down for the servants who would then be picking up the dirty plates. 
The instruments were being played now as the wedding party came into the house for they were being called to perform the lama and the wedding. The groom was placed in front of everybody there and he got to where the fire was lit. He was seated there. They began the ceremony where they first worshipped Ganesh and then the celestial beings. And at that point they brought in the bride. They were pouring out offerings into the fire. They all performed the rites here. And then they did the fere, the lama, the circling around the fire. They gave money from other sides of the family and they gave money to those who were performing the wedding there. So the wedding was completed. Everybody went back to their camps. They called Guru Hargobind to stay in their house and he slept peacefully for the night there. The next morning when they all woke up, when the sun was rising, the drums were instruments were being played, Guru Hargobind bathed and then adorned himself with his clothes. There was Surajmal, the exalted Teg Bahadur with many servants around him, helping them with respect. There were singers, dadis, bards, and other skilled artists there singing and obtaining great amounts of money from the wedding party. Surajmal had all his younger friends there as well. Surajmal just looked so beautiful amongst all his friends. The exalted Teg Bahadur was very young at this time. He was there too, and both of them. Teg Bahadur and Surajmal were called by somebody to bring them to the house of Premchand, so Surajmal's new father-in-law. Premchand's wife was so beautiful, she looked at Surajmal and was so happy in her heart. Surajmal was seated amongst all the women of the household and they fed him many sweets and delicious foods. There was a Khatri there named Lal Chand. He was part of the gathering there. His wife was named Bishankar. Another beautiful woman, extremely gorgeous, who had such great fortune. Amongst all these women, the exalted Teg Bahadur was brought in, and Bishankor looked at Teg Bahadur and asked if he was already engaged. When she heard that he wasn't, she was so overjoyed and began to think about arranging something. So she quickly then went to her husband and told him her thoughts. She says, O father of Gujri, listen with great joy. Who is greater than Guru Hargobind? Those who in the world have great fortune, they become relatives of the Guru. Our daughter is five years old, and the Guru has two sons who are unmarried. There's no other great place for our daughter in the world. Lal Chand heard this, and with respect to his wife, he said, This is such a wise and smart plan, you've said. Listen, let's not delay in this. Let's send a Brahmin, a registrar, there at once. So when the couple made this plan and called over the Brahmin to send there, at that point, Guru Hargobind had set up a divan, a court session, where countless people were seated there beautifully. Guru Hargobind was smiling. His face looked like a blossoming lotus and was blessing everybody there with great bliss. The Brahmin walked in and Guru Hargobind gave him a blessing. He then directed him towards Pai Gurdas. The Brahmin then told Pai Gurdas about the plan, saying, I've come here for the engagement of the Guru's son. Pai Gurdas heard this and then went to Guru Hargobind, told the Guru about this. And at that point, the Guru then sent Pai Gurdas to his second youngest son, Anirai. So only Anirai and Teg Bahadur have not been engaged yet. Teg Bahadur is the youngest out of the kids. Guru Hargobind told Pai Gurdas, go see what Anirai desires. If he agrees, then we will get Anirai engaged. We'll do that first. And then after we'll speak about Teg Bahadur's engagement. This is the way of the world. So Pai Gurdas heard this and then went to Anirai. He reached there and sat down beside him. Anirai, who experienced no happiness, no sadness, experienced no loss or gain, no slander or praise, affected him differently. He understood them all alike, who looked at enemy and friend always alike, 
whether it was poison or amrit, ambrosial nectar, dirt or gold, Yah was always viewing all of these opposites alike. He was just forever joined in, merged with the Atman, the true self, experiencing that bliss. So Pari Gurdas sat near him and began speaking about engagement. Anirai was just in this intoxication of the divine experience, the wisdom of the divine remaining, remaining ever still in this experience. But he replied back asking, What is this thing you call engagement? What will the benefit of this be if it is performed? Pari Gurdas replied explaining, This is the way of the world, the traditions of the world. The world is expanded by living this householder life. When you are married and you become a householder, your lineage, your family will expand. Anirai heard this and replied, I do not desire this. For me, it's not best to be a householder. For it's the great root of happiness and sadness. Being married, it's a net which ties people up. My mindset, my intellect now is just swinging in the one ras, the one flavor of the divine. It doesn't forget the connectedness of the world. Bhai Gurdas heard this and bowed down to Anirai <laughs> and then went back to Guru Hargobind telling him this. Guru Hargobind replied saying, Understand that he is forever remaining in the intoxicated experience of the Divine. But now he should go to the exalted Deg Bahadur, the resolute, the beautiful. He's very young. Place on him the mark of engagement on his forehead. Understanding this is a fortunate time, proceed with the engagement. So at that point, Bhai Gurdas went to where Deg Bahadur was seated and said, It's the Guru's command that we perform your engagement. For this reason, please come with me. Deg Bahadur replied, The command of the Guru is one which brings great fortune. No one can disagree or turn it away. I forever place their command on my head. I accept it. Whatever they bless or give, it's never insufficient. Bhai Gurdas then called an astrologer, taking him to the Guru. They sat down near the Guru at that point, and the astrologer then looked at the stars, his papers, and then called over the Brahmin, the registrar. Guru Hargobind seated with great respect, Teh Bahadur close by, and the Brahmin looked over at the young Teh Bahadur with great joy, who then placed the dry date marking the engagement in the lotus-like mouth of the young Teh Bahadur. This celebration of Surajmal's wedding now became even more grand. Celebrations on celebrations. The entire wedding party was in such joy. The drums and bells were being sounded off. Countless dramas and plays and songs were being performed. The true Guru donated countless money to charity there. The poor, the unfortunate who came there and drove, accepted this money with great joy. Within everybody's heart, bliss spread forth. The praise of the Guru spread forth across in all ten directions. So this is how chapter 7 concludes. In the next chapter we're going to hear how they make a return back to Amritsar and also some happenings within the court of Jalandar. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Manglacharan Patreon page. Guru Arjun Sahib ke man pa ave ne halo jaave sab sare aa